0: Hey, what's up, it's your boy Air Dragon with another episode of Walk the Walk and Talk to Talk to Air Dragon Day. My guest is PJ Johnson. What's up, Era? What's up, man? So, because it's your first one, we're gonna go with this. Uh, tell everyone where you're from and introduce yourself, man. Sure. Um,
1: so yeah, my name is uh PJ Johnson. Um, some people on the stage may have heard of me as Papa Jr., Joseph Papa Johnson, or L Potato Jr. Um, <laughs> Um, But, yeah, I am a local comedian in Colorado. Um, I've been doing stand-up for about two years, so a little bit over two years now. Um, And, yeah, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. I've lived there since I was about right before I turned 21. Um, And then I moved out here, and I've been living out here ever since. And um, I started my comedy journey here in uh, Lafayette, Colorado, at a little uh, small spot um, called – Oh, man, I, I can't remember exactly what it's called at the top of my head, but it'll come to me later. But I started out in Lafayette, Colorado, and then, like, I started making my rounds, like, all throughout the state and stuff. And there's still spots I'm still trying to hit and get under my belt, you know?
0: Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So, what got you into comedy, man?
1: Um, Jury duty. Oh, uh, okay. Um, So... I was unemployed at the time, and I got summoned for jury duty, and I've never been summoned for jury duty before. And I'm like, man, I don't want to do this, no fucking jury duty. I don't want to do this shit. So I went in there, and I have a Tupac and Biggie t-shirt, right? And got Tupac flipping off the camera, and it says, trust no one, you know? Yeah. So, you know, so so the jurors are in there. And they're talking about the case, and then they were asking about me. They was like, "All right, so who are you?" I was like, "Address the court. I'm like, I'm P.J. Johnson. Um, I mean, like, tax-wise, I don't have a job, but in my heart, I'm a comedian, and I've never been on stage at that point. And it just kind of made everyone laugh and shit. And then next thing you know, like the ju- one, like the one of the juror on the lawyers, he was asking the jurors. He was like, "What's your favorite article of clothing?" And so when he got to me, he was like. I'm gonna assume the shirt you're wearing is your favorite. I'm like, yes, I think it shows my objectivity in the court of law. And the judge was just like, "Well, let the record show I find that shirt very inappropriate." And I'm just like, "Yes." And so, <laughs> sure enough, I didn't. Sure enough, um, I didn't do jury duty, and that was fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, so I still have that shirt. And um, and then what ended up happening was I ended up getting a job sometime afterwards. And this guy, um, he's like my best friend now, uh, Ryan Manel. Um, he was running a open mic out of um, Front Range Brewing. That's the name of it in Lafayette. And he was like, "Hey, like you're pretty funny at work. You should try to come. Over, you should come over and try to do a set." And I was like, uh, "Sure." So I went over there, and I just, like, just dry-balled it. And I was, like – and I ended up doing, like, 12 minutes just for the first time. And, I like, apparently I did well enough to, like, hold down the fort so that way other comedians can come through. And so it was kind of, like, after that moment. And I think this – I think every comedian knows this, like, understands this in the sense of, like, after your first time, being on the stage is kind of like a – um. Kind of like a, it's kind of like a, it's not like the first time like you do, do like hardcore drug or some shit like that. Like, like the first time you do it, you know, if you're going to end up doing it again, you know? Yeah. And so essentially you're just like chasing that high every single time you go out to like do an open mic, or at least that's how it feels for me. And so that's kind of how. And so after that night, I was just like, I want to keep doing this. So I I got around with like some some other like uh, some other comedians, and then I started like going around like Boulder and then like Longmont and Fort Collins and stuff, and I just kept it going from there. And so, and
0: fast forward, I'm
1: here uh, saying that I'm a comedian.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah. my question is because the thing is like. I see like a lot of comedians who are, like been taken, like have been taken yet this year, kind of last year, kind of slow, but yeah. At least when I look at your Facebook, I still see you go like the shows and shit like that. So how does how does how does this year affect you with comedy or last year? My bad. Um, you know,
1: last year was rough, um, especially when shit popped off because you know I remember like it was it was clearest day. It was like March the 11th. I remember I'm looking at my calendar and like. I got show comedy works, improv, loonies, like bar shows. I got like 10 shows on the, and then everyone started bloop, bloop, bloop. Just hit me up. Just like show champ. And so that, and then like when the open mics were dead too, that really hurt because it took a lot of my drive away because that was kind of my thing was just like, just wake up, get up and get ready to go do like, go, go to work. And then, Go do comedy and everything else like it was always comedy like day in and day out oh yeah so really like it was kind of the world being like to everyone like yo slow the fuck down and like you know take some like take some shit in and so really i end up i like you know i kind of just picked it I didn't I just kind of like stop, you know, like I wasn't like the joke writer beforehand, but I really didn't give a damn about like writing jokes really last year or anything like that. You know, yeah. and I wasn't going to try to like bark up every tree to be like, Oh, let me get on your show. Let me get on this show. Let me get on this show. Let me get on this show. Like during these times and stuff. And I was just like, yo, whatever, get whatever comes to me is going to be me showing the hard work that I've done all before this, before this popped off. So like, yeah I get shows here and there and all that but you know I just um I don't know I don't know I've just been fortunate and I've just been blessed and I mean and I've just been trying to prove that like hard work kind of like pays off and stuff so I mean for me I guess it's just it's I guess now it's more so like I've turned to more trying to be more just natural and be me and like not be afraid not not be so focused on what make people laugh but like me knowing that whatever I say, I can make it funny.
0: You know? Yeah, I got and you.
1: So it's so it's so it, last year was definitely weird, but you know it'll definitely be weird again when open mics come back to where you can go back like you know every day to an open mic and stuff. And I mean it'll it'll be slow, it'll be slow, but when it
0: happens, I mean I'll be back at it. Yeah, that's one thing I miss. That's one thing I really missed about last year is because the year before was my first year doing comedy. Yeah, and it was like literally every every day there was a mic you know but now every single day every single day like and if i couldn't go like if i couldn't go to colorado springs i could go to denver if i couldn't go to denver they had mics in Pueblo. like they have mics everywhere but i just i could like i had to slow down a lot because of this year just because the fact is my my job like in the army because i'm not allowed to leave the state the city of colorado colorado Mm -hmm. springs like i can't go to like even when even if my even if denver does open back up i gotta wait until I'm allowed to go back to Denver, I gotcha. know. All right, let's see. So, did so did it affect your, like your act? Like I know, it affected comedy, but did it affect like your actual like like actual job like your other job? Like uh, um, COVID, COVID didn't affect
1: my other. I mean, like we, you know, because because you know, in the daytime, I I work at a dispensary, you know, oh, so. Okay. For me, I just put a lot more effort into my job there. Um, and, you know, I was just surprised to be labeled an essential worker. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm a drug dealer. What do you mean I'm <laughs> an essential worker? Like, wait, wait, wait. Like, like five years ago, I'd be in jail for what I'm doing. And now you want to tell me I'm essential to the state <laughs> of Colorado? What? The, w- what? So, that
0: is fucking amazing. <laughs>
1: So like, so for me, it was just weird because I was just like, you know we did all different types of stuff to adjust like we were selling weed in the parking lot for a moment and then we like we it restricted like how many people would come in, but besides that, I just worked harder there, but it definitely took a toll on me because not having comedy around like just an open mic at least to go to yeah it you didn't it didn't allow my creative release to come out, you know and having to bottle that up because of COVID and everything else is like, like it sucked and it started to like show in ways. Um, but also it made me kind of realize how privileged that we are as people who, as com- people who are aspiring to be comedians in the state of Colorado, because think about places like Kentucky or like Alabama or North Carolina.
0: Or oh or- shit. Bang I actually, I actually shit. went to a mic in North Carolina. I tried to go to Mike in North Carolina. Word. Yeah, and I like I got to the bar and shit, and the guy was like, "Hey, uh, it got canceled." Exactly. Like, but in the
1: but like even before COVID, like yeah, they like you couldn't do that. Like, and you can you can just hop over to the next city and go do a show or go do a mic whenever. Like, some places had like one mic a week or some or some shit. Yeah. So like, you know, like understanding that privilege and everything else, it kind of made me want to be like, yeah, nah, like I'm on like if I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this authentic you know I'm not about to I'm like we I'm like I'm done trying to act like we live in a time where people just want to hear what's funny it's like people want to hear what's real too you know Mm -hmm. and I'm not like I was being fake beforehand but just the whole realization that their shit matters more than comedy is was a wake up call I guess you know and as far as that it affected my job in in like the other sense because yeah I worked harder but like emotionally I was drained
0: because I couldn't do comedy. Yeah. And that's something I've noticed with like a lot of like not really not really you, just but with a lot of other comics, like especially when COVID, like the quarantine happened. A yeah. lot of people a lot of people came stir crazy with a lot of like, with a lot of shit. Yeah. You know? Like I'm not gonna say any names just because I'm not gonna name drop anyone because of I'm 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 not 18. But it was yeah. like like you see some of the people say some of the shit like um you know, like what was going on with the whole, what was going on with like the riots and you know George Floyd and stuff of like that. You he see some yeah. of the comics say some stuff. It's like this is not. It's like you, this shows that you haven't left your house in like months because it's like, you know, at least in my opinion, it's like you wouldn't say that if you weren't quarantined. Um,
1: you
0: know, like,
1: and and that's the thing is that like. You know, the quarantine was like allowed a lot of shit to come to light in mm-hmm. so many different aspects. And that comes down to like the people as well. So it's yeah. me, you know, you know, I've always heard that the only people that tell the truth, you know, is like there's three people in this world that tell the, that you can for sure know they telling the truth, and that's drunks, kids, and angry people. So like yeah people getting stir crazy and angry it showed like they like they true feelings and everything else and like and yeah I saw and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bullshit like I saw like a lot of stuff pop off in the springs from people that I was just like okay but or like or like in all around Colorado but like definitely I saw stuff that happened in the springs I was like okay then I'm gonna definitely have to like distance like myself and everything else so like but overall but overall though you know it's good to, like, it's good to know, you know, where people stand, so that's why, so, like, the wool can't get pulled over my eyes, at least, and, and I guess just, like, I guess another thing, too, is that, like, there's a sense of privilege in being able to sit inside the whole time and be able to just, like, absorb just all this, like, stupid-ass media and stuff, and to me, like, for me, I didn't have that luxury. Like, when this when this popped off, I got evicted. And I was homeless, you know? I was homeless for, like, three weeks. And I couldn't afford to be looking at the news and everything yeah. else and blah, blah, blah. I, I couldn't get into the whole riots and politics. I got to make sure I'm, like, my life is fine, you know?
0: So, yeah.
1: Like You know, there's a sense of privilege in just being able to get all those feelings out there and just absorb all that stuff and all, like, and so... You know people don't want to acknowledge that and you know but the more and more stuff happens and like in uh, like in today's society the more that the whole hey you have privilege is being thrown in people's faces and like they have to recognize it you know so you yeah. know it is what it is with how where people stand i just move how i move because at the end of the day i'm focused on trying to be the best comedian that i can be you know yeah. and if and if I focus too much on people's opinions on Facebook and how they view this and how they view that, like, that's that's just going to take away from my mindset as far as, like, my survival and, like, m- my goals in comedy, you know?
0: Yeah, I think – I agree with that, though. Like, there's a lot of – there's a lot of privilege in certain stuff, you yeah. know? Like, I remember – I don't remember who it was, but I remember I posted something. Again, I'm in the army, so I posted something about the barracks. Like, I'm tired of every time at three o'clock in the morning I hear some dude fucking his girlfriend, you know? Mm-hmm. I posted that and somebody was like, Well, what if you lived in a third world country? I'm like, What? It's like, dude, I I went to Afghanistan. Yeah. Twice. What, you know? mean, what if you lived in the,
1: like, and that's the thing is it's like like you were just airing your grievances about like, yo, I just hate hearing other, like, hearing other people fuck, and it's yeah. just, like, any, like, people can relate to that, and just to have, you have someone just get all butthurt about that, just like, yeah. well, I used to bake my old lady back in the barracks, too, there's nothing wrong with it, man, like, you don't know what it's like not getting ass, like, 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 like bro, it's not that deep, like, the, the fuck?
0: Yeah. I'm just getting woken, I'm, I'm almost 30, I'm just getting woken up by some 18-year-old.
1: Yeah, that's, I'm just like, it's annoying, it's just like, okay, yeah. You know and it's like
0: if you don't
1: got to, it's just like just leave that shit alone, then like is it really
0: that deep for you to comment to be in your feelings over? Like, yeah, over? so that's just silly to me. But sorry, I'm in HD, so if I skip around, my bad, dude. Oh, no, you're good, man, you're good. Uh, but, um, so you're talking about doing like doing you and comment like, how have you, like, even though I know we really haven't had much and shit like that, but how have you like changed your, your style up? If I could ask, like, how do you think you changed your style up? Um,
1: I'm not scared to just abandon my set and just go with the flow, you know? Like, I've always had the improv skills in the sense I feel, but like not to the point to where I trusted them. No confidence to be like, oh, if shit's going bad, I can rely on that to like save me. And so now, it's like I've kind of started to challenge myself. Like, I remember one time Ben Kronberg, um, like, I remember we was at the show, and he was saying to me, he was like, he's like, yeah, dude, you can go up there with, like, a set that you know is going to kill and everything else. But he's like, sometimes he's like, man, what's the fun in that? He's like, how are you getting better with that? He's like, you need to go out there and challenge yourself sometimes. Like so, He's like, that's why I go up there sometimes, and I have no idea what the hell I'm going to say. But I go up, but like, but you never know what genes is going to come out until you like, you know, trust you, you, like trust yourself. So I think leaning more into that um, and just kind of having the realization that like shit doesn't like, you know, there's bigger fish to fry. Like shit matters outside of comedy. and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't got to take it as seriously, you know, like, like bombing sucks or whenever I did it or like I'd be so critical being like oh I didn't do this right oh I forgot this and I forgot that now I just walk off stage and I'm like "All right, then cool I said my piece you know and I'm not afraid to say my piece on stuff instead of just trying to like make jokes to appease the crowd like I just did a headlining gig in Greeley and I went off for like 10 minutes off like politics and, and everything else and people were pissed and I'm like well you paid to see a black man headline in Greeley after all this shit that's happened, you thought you yeah. wasn't gonna say something? Well, that's on you for not being aware, you know? So, yeah. I'm not scared to do that, even if it's a headlining spot, you know, headline and feature, it don't matter. I'm gonna be me no matter what the time is. So, I think that fear of like, oh, what if I fuck up or anything else?
0: I feel like that's gone. You know? Yeah, that's something. That's something. Well, I've, I, I don't really improv, but something that I did. But just because I like, because again I'm in the military, so a lot of my like a lot of my jokes now, kind of revolve around the fact of my military career. Got you, you know. Like, I used to not tell any stories about deployment. Now, half my set is me talking about deployment. Mm-hmm. Just because the fact is, one, well, Colorado Springs is a military town and two, I find it, I find that shit hilarious. Like, yeah. I have one, I have one bit where I talk about the fact I was in a porter shitter, and I got, I took indirect. Mm-hmm. And when I say it, literally scared the shit out of me. It literally scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, just shit like that. Really? I mean, you know.
1: You so what's what's funny? Okay, what's funny about what? But what's funny about comedy? Um, are you a wrestling fan in any way, or did you ever used to be?
0: Yeah, I shit. I'm still a wrestling fan.
1: Nice. So you understand in wrestling that like you can be whatever persona, whatever character you want to be. As long as you get over with the crowd, that's Mm -hmm. all that matters. You know, so like, you know, if you want to do stuff that's just like all deployment or half deployment, half this and half that, you do that because if you do it well enough, then you're that guy. Like, that's who you are. Like, that's your character. Like, that's who you present. And so and it's so hard trying to figure out who your character is in this game you
0: know yeah.
1: like you spend like some people find their voice quicker than others but overall like it's the same thing in wrestling like how many people like how many how many different um how many different um uh character roles did like for example who like
0: the, like the rock or stone right. Pole. yeah like
1: yeah like like rock the like the before the rock was the rock he was rocky mayavilla yep. and people wanted him to die like people hated him and
0: stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. so it's all about like finding your voice because once you do then it's like bam that's who you are and once the rock became the rock there was never any turning back you know like
0: yeah. so or Batista, you know, before he became, you know, the the beast, he was uh, he was Deacon
1: Batista. Yeah, yeah, he was holding a lockbox for Reverend Devon. No one thought that he was about to come up and do anything and everything else. Mm -hmm. But once he once he made the right moves and became Batista, it was like, oh, he's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, finding your so yeah, you can bring whatever you want to the table. It's like and. And and is and it's not always gonna be like the most over thing in the world. Like not everyone's gonna be Batista or John Cena or mm-hmm. the Rock or Stone Cold. Some people are gonna be the hurricane. Okay? Some people <laughs> some people are gonna be like um like like Shelton Benjamin or something like that. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, we respect that you're a Mitt Carter, but we love you for who you are because oh, yeah. you nailed your character. Like so, yeah, comedy is really like comedy is, is really big on, like, finding out who your character is.
0: Oh, yeah, shit. Um, shit, even with comedy, I know, what's his name, Ron White didn't get discovered until he was, like, 35. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that.
1: And, and, uh, 2 Chainz, the rapper, didn't blow up until he was 38.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was almost 40, and then that's when he hit his and that's when he hit his hot. So, you know, it's, I mean, it's just about just, just grinding and getting to know the right people and, you know, just being funny and being easy to work with. And I think that's something that people like kind of lose, you know,
0: Yeah. Like,
1: be like, be like, be funny, be on time and uh, be be funny, be easy, be easy to work with and um,
0: do your time. Yep. All right. So just because the thing is, you're talking about political stuff. So what's your opinion on what happened like a couple like a couple days ago in the Capitol? If I can ask. If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to talk about it. No, no,
1: I have no problem talking about it. Um, what I view that as is I view that as the roosters coming home to nest, or the yeah. crows or however the expression goes. Um because you could see it boiling like over and over and over, and for people to kind of act like for people that act like this was a surprise, is kind of crazy. It's, it's kind of wild to me because it was just like, like you felt, like you, like I felt it brewing. You know, yeah. And to me, it is, you know, it is a it's it is an attack on the second most important building. I mean, arguably. Next to yeah. Fort Knox, you know, White House being number one. But that's literally a building that has not been breached since the War of 1812. And that wasn't domestic. And people died. Yeah. Like, and not even people, not even just like people that like stormed the Capitol, but cops died. And it just, you and like within one day people got to watch so many things and so many values completely get kind of like ripped up in their face you know it's like you can't sit back and be like blue lives matter and support the capital being
0: and then then attack the capital you, you know? can't
1: there's no way because they didn't give a damn about blue lives or anything like that whatever you want to say you didn't give a damn about that like when it came down to it Y'all tried to overthrow the government. Really? Y'all went on the same day at, that they were counting, like, the ballots to, to to certify this election. Y'all went down there and stormed the ca- like, there were, like, you let Confederate flags run through and everything else and then try to act like, oh, this wasn't a, a, a an attempted coup. It was. Yeah. Like, that's exactly like, that's, that's essentially like what happened. There's, if it wasn't that serious, you wouldn't have to evacuate the whole like Senate and house and all that off the floor. It just, and for people to try to act like it wasn't anything besides an attack on American values is Mm -hmm. absolutely disingenuous, you know? And yeah, I could easily make the, I could easily say like Oh, well, if, you know, if they were all black, if this was some this type of protest, they all would have been shot or like some or s- something like that. And I agree, I, I, I 100% agree and stuff, but it's just really goes to show that it's just like white people can get away with
0: whatever. Uh, yeah,
1: like it's just if you don't believe that after all this, then. Like there's nothing that I feel like I can tell you because I don't gotta feel like I feel like I don't have to explain anything, but because everything's been all in your face, so
0: yeah. And I agree with you on that part, man. I agree with you on that. Uh, The other thing is that this kind of shows me because the thing is, one thing, one thing. Like I'm not bashing President Trump. I'm not, you know. But the, the issue with him was that he had people who would support him thick and thin you know yep and that's the same thing that like i'm not i'm not comparing him to hitler when i say this but that was the same thing that was the same thing with hitler 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 had people who supported him 100 like again i'm not saying he's as bad because hitler killed millions of people you know but that's what happened that's what happened with nazi germany people supported him like that and we need a and I think not—not not we as like you and me, but we as a as people as people of the country need to understand. It's like he's just a dude doing his job. We can't—he's not end all be all. No, but that's—but
1: the thing is, is that like we like okay as a country, this couldn't like that this couldn't happen again because that's the thing is that like if he runs again, then you've already seen that seventy what was it like seventy two seventy four million people voted for him. So that's li- and that's literally 72 billion people that is willing to like well that m- number probably is going down and yeah like after these events. But even still that is a huge following that not mm-hmm. a single that not a single republican or hell even democrat has like like that and like has and like to have that following <laughs> like storm the capital and happy pe- and people die in that scenario and you put like all like whatever you believe democracy in this country is at stake
0: mm-hmm. you can't
1: have that happen again because it will because if he does get back in office again it will be a tyrannical like like it will be a tyrannical government like yeah. that like if you didn't if you didn't see any type of tyranny during these past four years in any way, shape, form, or fashion, then you've just either chose to be oblivious by it or you support it.
0: Yeah. It's like, especially, especially what would happen like a few, like a few, like what was it, a few days ago?
1: Yeah. 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 It's like, you can't, it's like, I'm sorry, the the the, the capital was breached. Like, you, you're no. not about to try to minimize that. You're not about to try to say it wasn't that bad or oh, like, uh, it was like, oh, no one made this. No, that, this isn't a target. This isn't a random land, this isn't a a, a landmark of a slave owner or, or some, like, this is literally the spot that whole, like, and also my thing is, too, they said that they found pipe bombs. Like, how can you minimize finding explosives in the capital? Yeah. That's, like,
0: that's ridiculous. Know,
1: so no, it, it, it it's, so no, this, it just can't happen again. So like legit, he like, it does need to be made to where he cannot run again because you do not want to run the risk of this shit ever happening again. And we all figured like, the thing was that we all figured how brainwashed like people were, but we didn't know to the levels that they would go to, to a certain extent. Like you could feel it, but once you actually saw it, you was like, hmm. Like I'm sorry when I saw it, I was like, "Huh," and I kind of laughed because I was just like, "Y'all didn't see this, y'all didn't feel this coming." I'm Like, okay, all right, whatever. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not gonna say I laughed because when I saw it, I was like, "Oh shit." I,
1: I, I laughed as an African American. Yeah, laughed. yeah, yeah. That that's 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 where that's why I said that I laughed. I laughed as a black person because my thing was is that I came into work and like all my most of my coworkers are white. And they were going off about it. And and I was just like, well, don't look at me about the situation. I'm like, that I'm like, that's not <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, y'all got mad at us for giving y'all Obamas. Like, this is a culmination of I'm like, I'm from Detroit. Whenever I was in Detroit, there wasn't no, there wasn't no Trump signs or nothing like that. Like, it it wasn't you wouldn't act that wouldn't happen from us. But when it comes down to people that i like you know when it come down to people that are in this country that are white like you may not have like people may not have voted for him but there's definitely been people that have been complicit in like a, like you know rhetoric that like their family and like stuff like that has said with which they know was like messed up from the beginning so it's just so that's why as a black person i was like okay that's like what you like I'm gonna laugh a little bit because I'm like this we we felt this coming and it is what it is. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, again, the only reason why I don't laugh because I thought to myself I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to do my job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well shit, they you I don't know why you would expect that. They didn't ask the the National Guard to do their job. <laughs> yeah. They didn't ask them. I thought it was, I'm like, well I was like, how would National Guard take four hours to get there? And I've seen cops come to bad neighborhoods in Detroit faster.
0: Yeah, yeah, that kind of bothered me a little bit. because <laughs> the fact that yeah, that bothered me a lot. Just because the fact is, one, there I know there's military. There's a military base right outside of D- DC.
1: Yep. Not- it, it, no, they're right there. They're yeah. right there. So I mean, but that's but nah, I'm gonna tell you how it is. Like that's just my honest opinion on on all the things and stuff. And like, you know, I do, you know. Of course, I do hope that this country goes into another direction, but let's not be people that try to act like, you know, um, that say shit that's like, we're not, this isn't us. This isn't America. We're not that. Oh, we are. Like, we are. We've always been like this. It's just been thrown into the faces of white people now that they're like, Oh no, we can never say that we're like this. this is like but everyone else has been sitting back like uh yeah, yeah, this is the America that we live in.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. Because mm-hmm. the thing is it's like um I know I posted this but you know, like like well, I remember when the whole George Floyd thing started, a lot yeah. of so- a lot of soldiers posted not of my army, but it's like um yeah, but back in the Vietnam War, I know my dad. My dad was a marine. Back in the Vietnam War, the scouts would be black, and what yep. they would do, what they would do is like literally, they would put the scouts out first, out first, and if they die, if they didn't die, I was like, cool, we can go there. If they die, I was like, ooh, that's in the next scout team. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: just, yeah, for those people, I'm just sitting back. I'm like, don't y'all love Denzel Washington? I love Denzel Washington. I'm like, you saw Training Day, right? Yeah, I love Training Day. I was like, you saw Inside Man? Oh, I love Inside Man. You saw Glory? Glory?
0: <laughs> yeah. I just feel like That's, that, man.
1: Right. Cause I'm just like, yeah, you do realize is that like we, black people fought in wars mm-hmm. since the Civil War. First all. Okay, And the fact that y'all want to act like we don't have people in the military too is bullshit. It's like, because here's the thing, the privilege that kicks in is that like y'all don't realize is that we die. Like we fought for a country. We went to other places to fight for a country where when we came back, we was just looked upon as N-words and all this other stuff like we were getting hoses sicked on us dogs sicked on us we couldn't go to the same schools we couldn't go to the same like shops and everything else we gotta use separate bathrooms and everything else so it's like how dare you try to like try to make this whole try to be like not in my army and stuff when people who share my skin have died fighting for the same country that you fought for Mm -hmm. it makes absolutely no sense
0: the thing is, you still like I'm. I don't fucking care. I got eight months left. Well, they can't do shit to me, man. No, Let's do can't. it. Yeah, but the thing is, like you still see it in a sense, you know, like especially with like the jobs, like my job, like combat jobs. You still yeah, sure. you still fucking see it. You still see you still see racism. Like there's this one yeah. dude. I I don't even remember the dude's name. The dude was from Texas. He was an Aryan brother. He was he was a legit Aryan. He was legit Aryan Brotherhood before he joined the army. And I remember we were walking, we were going walking to the QRF building. This was my first deployment. I was, this was when I was pri- a private. You know? Right. So this was five years ago. I walked there and we saw a couple of Afghans. He was like, I fucking Af- Afghans. And I was like, all right, well, that's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Someone that you just met. And then we saw like, like we saw like the group of black people in my platoon that always hung out with each other. Yeah. And he said this and I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase, so I'm not gonna say it, but he was like Go ahead. He, Let he it was go. like he was like, Only thing I hate more than Afghans are fucking, you know, N-words. And I was like, yeah, dude, they're they might say they might save your life in like five, like a day or two. Like this is exactly. my first one. And you're saying stupid shit like that, man. I'm like, right. what the I'm fuck? Like,
1: I'm like, you have I'm like, I'm like, aren't you all brothers in arms?
0: Yeah.
1: It never said anything about like, oh no, your white brothers in arms or your black brothers yeah. in arms. It's like you're fighting under one uh, under one code, and that's like for America. So, for you to try to make an enemy out of someone who is literally about to like go to war with you, mm-hmm. it makes no sense, you know. But that, but once again, you know, that's just you know, you know, that's just. I mean, I mean, racism is going to exist everywhere. There's not yeah. a single field where I haven't seen. Where racism didn't exist, there, 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 there there's, there, there's not like, there's not like picture perfect like type, type deals
0: for that, you know. So, whatever. Yeah, like that's one thing. Like, cause my family, cause during World War One, during World War One and my, World War Two, my family got said like, you know, not nearly as bad, but my family got hated because I'm German, right? Yeah. But the difference between the difference between my family and you know, say you is, I'm not German. That's all I gotta do exactly yeah.
1: exactly exactly that's all that's all you have to do i had that same conversation when i was working in boulder i was working out of the street um and there was this there was this white kid he was gay he was from alabama and he was like he tried and he tried to say that oh i i get what black people go through and stuff and i was just like no you don't yeah. because you're gay and he's like yeah i'm like no i'm like if you want to, you could just tell someone you're not gay. They can they can assume all you want, all they want, but yeah. if you tell them you're not gay, then it is what it is. I can never tell someone I'm not black.
0: Yeah, because it's gonna be like, all right,
1: what what the what the fuck do you was, yeah, what... so no like that, and so it's just like, dude, like like check your damn privilege. You know, it's it's, it's not it's not a pretty that's like the same thing to me like me talking to a black woman trying to be like oh well i understand the plight of a black woman because i'm black and it's like no but i'm still not a black woman yeah like they still gotta go
0: through way worse than what we do the hell Mm-hmm. it's just the same thing like i like every time i go home i always have like my one friend. i always have my one friend you know he always says the same shit it's kind of like um military life like i've deployed twice right yeah he always tells me it's like I understand your pain. I'm like, no the fuck you don't, dude. No.
1: No. It's like, and like just don't try to lie to me about it for yeah. the sake of conversation or whatever. It's just like, like there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing wrong with being like, hey, I don't know what it's be like to in your shoes, but I empathize with you. Yeah,
0: like that's one thing. Like, I remember when this when this shit popped off. Um, I think it was I think it was before it was before it was before COVID. Mm-hmm. One of my one of my best friends got shot, right? he's a he's a black man. And the cops literally took him to the hospital, and that was the end of it. That was the end of it. Like, what do you mean, that was it, the end of it? Like, he went to the hospital. They took care of him, but they didn't find the guy that shot him. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. Like that. And that was like, I even told him, I was like, I've never been shot. I don't know how it feels. And I told him, I was like, I, I empathize for you, but I don't know what you're going through right now.
1: Right, exactly. It's just like. Yeah, that, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not a position where you can like try to uh. like cast judgment. I get that.
0: because yeah, again, it's like I don't get it. I don't get how it's like, oh, oh, another one got shot. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, just take him to the hospital. We'll pretend we're looking for people. You the know. Time,
1: yeah, the only time when the only time we're not here that, and the only time if I ever hear that, and I'm like, and I kind of laugh, is if it's just like, well, you don't know what it's like to be white. I'm like, no, it's pretty good. I don't it sounds. It sounds pretty, pretty nice. All right. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it sounds very nice, you know? Like, cause I used to, I used to get into that with like, with like some friends like back home. Cause, you know, I, I had to like try to tell my friend, I'm like, I'm like, bro, has your dad ever tell you how to act around the cops? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, then. I'm like, you never have to have that conversation with your dad. I'm like, I do. And, Mm -hmm it's not a fun conversation because it's real. And also you are talking to someone who has had guns pointed at him by cops in his life, you know? So it's just weird to like, try to act like, Oh, like, Oh, like white people have it bad too. I'm like, I'm like, all I know is is that you wouldn't want to be in my shoes more than I would want to be in your shoes.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's it. And we all know this, but you know,
0: It's whatever. Well, not whatever, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, but all right. Uh, we got like maybe a few more minutes. You have anything you want to promote or anything like that before we go? Um,
1: uh, nah, man. I, I don't got anything I want to promote. I just want to, I don't know, just um, no, just wish everybody, you know, wish everybody well
0: and stuff, and just you know, just keep staying safe,
1: keep staying safe, and like keep everybody and everybody keep their head up. I mean, that's really all I want to say.
0: Perfect man. Hey, whenever I get whenever I fix my computer to where we can do it live, yeah. I'll hit you up so that way we can do it that way we can redo it live. All right, man? Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right, well you have a good one, man. Yeah, you too. Thank you for having me, man. No problem, bud.